Welcome to Character Explorations, a podcast production of the Wendt Center for Character Education at the University of Dubuque. I'm Annalee Ward, the director of the Wendt Center, and our guest today is Dr. Susan Forche, Associate Professor of Christian Discipleship at the University of Dubuque Theological Seminary. She is the author of the article, Consuming Stories Not Our Own, on hashtag show holes and character in the age of binge watching. This article is available online at dbq.edu slash went slash publications. That's dbq.edu slash w-e-n-d-t slash publications. Welcome, Susan. You wrote this article back in 2016 for the journal issue Character and Screen Life, pre-pandemic. These days, we're even seeing increased concerns about uh, the negative impact of binge watching, particularly from the medical community. How did this topic first come to you, or why did you choose to reflect on this topic? Personally, I, uh, I saw an ad that Amazon Fire TV was running in 2015, and it had a woman sitting on a couch watching her favorite show, and then the show ended, and she descended into the depths of despair. She's lounging on her couch. At one point, she's burying her TV, saying, why even bother to have a television? And she uh, descended into what they called the show hole. And I watched that ad and I thought, I know what that feels like. After watching a show and getting invested in the characters, I understood that. So it sparked my curiosity to investigate. Well, what, what do you mean by a show hole? So that was the catchy hashtag that Amazon used to describe what she was experiencing. A show hole is when your favorite series has ended and there is no more. And you feel like the characters you've invested so much in, are you can't access them anymore. There's no more story. So now there's an emptiness and you want to find something to fill it. Another show. It is so interesting how we have changed the way we partake of, of entertainment in, in whether it's digital or television or, or however we, we partake of it. But this whole concept of binging that used to have negative connotations, there must be something positive about it for people to keep doing it. Well, there's a, there's a couple of things. Uh, the first is, is actually watching the screen is actually relatively easy for our brain. Our eyes are drawn to it. If you've ever been in a restaurant where there is tons of TVs on the walls, you just naturally are looking at the movement and that's part of, it's hardwired into us to notice our environment and notice unexpected movements. So it's very easy to get sucked in. Then once you get sucked in, there's actually a physical chemical response in your body, a sense of well-being as you're sitting there watching what's unfolding. And so 
your body is actually enjoying this. The challenge becomes when you want to get up from the couch, that's where it becomes difficult. So we enjoy this physically. Is there also just uh, an intellectual part of it? There is. Uh, actually, just like when we're reading stories, reading stories in books, we tend to identify the, with the characters. And this is known as um, having a pseudo avatar. We choose a character or characters that we identify with, and we actually are living vicariously through their stories. And there's something that happens when we get invested in these characters. We want to know what happens with them. Well, is there a downside to this binging? Well, there is. I mean, the, one of the main ones is the physical aspect that once you've gotten yourself into this habit, it is really difficult to get up off from the couch and actually move physically. Your body wants to continue to have those endorphins running through that sense of well-being. You also are emotionally invested in these characters. So almost as if you are actually experiencing them in real life. So there is an emotional cost you, they, they don't exist, but you're reacting to them as if they did. They were real people. What can happen then is your real relationships can suffer because you're emotionally invested in these fictional characters. Um, other responsibilities can suffer. Uh, work, um, your health, people forget to eat while they're binge watching. People forget to sleep while they're binge watching. And so all of these things can lead to a slow crumbling of our ability to function in the rest of life. And the, the danger I imagine is this becomes habitual. It's so hard to change habits. What do the media do to encourage us to do this? Well, there are many things and actually it's only gotten worse. Uh, when Netflix actually started to actively use the term binge watching, and that actually only came into our lexicon around 2014, so it's fairly new, uh, there was some resistance to that because we understand that there are addictions that involve binging, and there was some resistance in using that term, that it was making light of that. But uh, Netflix and others decided to just go for it and to encourage people to binge watch. They would drop an entire series of episodes, one season, all at once. And that became the phrase, to drop a series. And then there would be binge watching parties. People would gather together and they would have a party and watch all the episodes. Technically, binging is defined as watching at least three episodes in one sitting, but the average is actually five episodes. About 70% of people watch five episodes in one sitting. Most people who binge uh, watch a, a TV show will finish the entire series within a week. I like the concept of the social gathering, mm -hmm. but in my experience, it's very easy to make this an individual experience. Mm -hmm. How does your background in spiritual formation um, relate to this topic? Is there wisdom to be found in your tradition as we address binging? Yes, yeah, so and 
one thing I, I want to be careful in, in underlining is the key here is not to abstain from watching these stories. We, we have many experiences where people binge watch or binge read books. And so I did that as a child. I've done it as an adult. Um, it's something about getting caught up in story. And that is, that is a good thing. And there can be good things that come out of that. The challenge is, is when it becomes all-consuming, which all of our media now pushes us to do this very practice, and often irresponsibly. So my encouragement is to watch responsibly. Uh, and one of the ways to think about it is, from my tradition, uh, the contemplative Christian tradition, there's an understanding that there's a hole inside of us that only God can fill. And this hole, we often will try to fill it with so many other things. And when we do, it just becomes all-consuming. We never feel satisfied. And so when we're feeling depressed or we're feeling overwhelmed or uh, lonely, we will reach for things to try to fit into that, that hole that God needs to be filling. And when we do that, uh, we are not actually dealing with the issues. We are, we are using this thing, this story, this series, as a way to numb ourselves to the, the need that we have in our lives to figure out why are we feeling lonely or depressed or overwhelmed or anxious or stressed. All of those issues will still be there. So from my tradition, the, the encouragement would be to sit uh, sit with this feeling of, of emptiness rather than trying to fill it. Gerald May, in a beautiful book called Addiction and Grace, when he's speaking to all forms of addiction, behavioral and substance addiction, says, sit with this hole, sit with this dissatisfaction. Don't try to fill it with other things. Boy, that sounds painful, though. That sounds like that will take a lot of courage and grit Yes, and that, that is one of the challenges in breaking this kind of a habit. Actually, and I, I do use the word addiction when I, I see some of the effects of binge watching at the, the, um, the more extreme levels. Uh, it, takes, it takes some grit. It takes a willingness to look at yourself honestly. How much time am I actually spending watching these shows? If you're doing the average, which is between 10 to 17 hours a week, the average, that could equal up to 38 days a year spent watching screen stories. Are we willing to spend a month of our lives every year just simply watching the screen? That was a wake-up call to me to ask myself, how much am I actually spending invested in these stories? And then I drew upon my spiritual tradition to help me to uh, answer that and to combat that. So one of the things that you have shared is sitting with the pain, sitting with the whole, recognizing it. Do you have any other advice about how to change habits? Well, one of the big ones that came out of this is that stories are important. And, uh, and I don't want to dismiss that. Good stories, well told, can teach us things, 
can help us empathize with other people, puts us in situations where we may never be, but we learn something in the process of living through these characters. All good things, all things we encourage our children to do when we encourage them to, to get lost in a book. So these are good things. The challenge is, is when the stories consume our own story. And when we are no longer living our story, we're living all of these other ones vicariously. When we think about our lives and the stories that we're called to live, if you are watching a person binge watching a show, that is a really boring life. So why do we think that binge watching will lead us to the life that we long to live and that we are called to live? There's a quote that really uh, centers me when I think about this topic. Annie Dillard, the novelist, writes, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. So my encouragement to people is your story is so important. The world needs your story. So look at what you're doing with your life. Let go of all of these others. Look at what you're doing. And a way to, to do this is to actually pay attention. What are the stories that capture your attention? What are the, the characters? Who are the characters that you always seem to identify with? Maybe they're trying to tell you something about your own story that you want to live more deeply. I encourage people to write about their life, write about their story, cast themselves as the main character in their lives rather than living through someone else's experience. I can see you get excited by encouraging people. And I want to thank you for your reminders in this article that the physical, the cognitive, the emotional, and the temporal cost of binge watching is not worth it in the sense of how it dehumanizes us. That, that there's a mindfulness, a caution that we need to, to um, practice. So is there any last comments you have for us or last reminders you'd like to share? Uh, my encouragement to people is uh, binge watching is a reality now, uh, but you can watch responsibly. The people who have the best outcomes in doing this are people who plan in advance, people who do it with community, not alone, uh, people who are uh, who gather and actually talk through what they're learning. All of these things can help make these stories actually have good impacts on us and not have us get uh, into a situation where we are ignoring the rest of our lives and responsibilities. Thank you for that. Thank you for the challenge to be more careful about the habits we form and the ways we spend our lives. Our guest today has been Dr. Susan Forche, Associate Professor of Christian Discipleship. And I'm Annalee Ward for Character Explorations from the Wentz Center for Character Education at the University of Dubuque.